0: This is Confessions of a Former Mean Girl with Serena Myers. I'm a master transformation mentor and shadow guide, and I work with heart-centered, high-achieving women who are on the journey to becoming the truest version of themselves, which is only possible by first accepting all that they are. This podcast explores the lessons I've learned from my bad decisions, so you can feel better about yours. It's normal to be a messy human, so let's talk about it. Hello, friend, and welcome to today's episode of Confessions of a Former Mean Girl. I'm your host, Serena Myers, and we are going to have a bit of a firm talk today, my friend. We are going to be really honest about the role that over-responsibility may be playing in your life. This episode is for you, especially if you are an oldest child, if you have been the family or neighborhood scapegoat, Or if you have been in the role of having to parent your parents, because these three things are probably the number one way that we start to buy into this idea that over responsibility is our role, is our birthright. It is not. And it becomes really crucial in how we start to carry ourselves as adults in the world. So let's talk about what it is, first of all. Over responsibility is when we start to believe that the things that are happening to the people around us or our families or any kind of, I guess it can go on to whatever scale, but that it is somehow our fault or that we have to be the ones who needs to do the things to do that have to change the situation. When in fact, these are things that we just happen to be witnesses to most of the time. And a lot of the times it is well beyond our control. And so we end up in this like fruitless quest to be able to somehow fix the unfixable that wasn't ours to fix in the first place. It leaves us feeling really frustrated. It keeps us kind of in this unpurposeful chasing of our tail. And we really end up in this place of feeling like these massive failures when the thing that we're failing at was nothing that was within our control in the first place. Control is a theme that comes up a lot on this show. Oftentimes we have a degree of delusion that if everything is our responsibility, that it is only within our control, that We are somehow in charge of how the outcome is going to go. And even when it's going badly, there's still some comfort in that because we believe that if we just do this one thing, that maybe it'll get better. When in reality, like I said, this wasn't our thing to do, our thing to fix. And oftentimes it has nothing to do with us at all. And so our need for control is really getting in the way of reality, of what is even possible. And it's actually quite harmful, to be honest. Now, we're going to see this, people who have this idea of over-responsibility will often find themselves in uh, people-pleasing dynamics in their relationships, in their families, even with their friends, because there is this degree of like, this is my role, I'm the one who has to do this, if not me, then who? And they kind of get into, they become a little bit meddling, to be honest, because there is just this need for keeping things together, keeping things moving forward, and even things that have nothing to do with them at all. And oftentimes it's at their own personal sacrifice. There also ends up being a lot of this self-blame because like I said, we have this idea that like, oh, I just need to fix this thing. I just need to do this. When in reality, these are things that are not even within our control. So not only is the self-blame there, if only I had X, Y, Z, there's also a little bit of self-loathing that comes up because we have failed at whatever this task is, particularly when the task is related to somebody that we really love and we can see them in kind of pain or suffering and we wish that we could somehow make that better. And we blame ourselves for not making it better even when it was beyond our control in the first place. Also people with over-responsibility issues will catch themselves in relationships with like pretty shitty boundaries and with people who are also not taking responsibility. So now they are scapegoating in the relationships where they're deferring their responsibility, their role, their contribution, particularly when things are going bad. And they get to just hand that over to the person who believes on some fundamental level that everything is their fault. Now, what I'm saying probably sounds really obvious, but the thing is, is that oftentimes when we have this conditioning, it is running so deeply behind the scenes that we aren't really seeing it play out. And I can tell you this from personal experience because last week I had to get checked. Now, one of my best friends is a therapist. And I was sharing with her some concerns that I was having. So I've had a pretty stressful last four or five months. And most recently, my sister who lives with us just had like a really scary diagnosis. And it was kind of the thing of, I was like, I just can't hold on to one more thing. Like My heart just can't take it. It's too much. And so I started talking to my friend about this. And initially it was honest, but at the surface about my fears for her, my love for her and whatever. And then underneath all of that, I said to her, you know, well, do you think that maybe our house caused this? Because my sister seemed to be fine. And then since she moved into our home, she started having these different health complications come up. It's a coincidence. And honestly, there was no way that the house could have caused these things. But it was the unspoken fear that I was holding on to in my heart. And like, logically, duh, obviously the house didn't cause these things. But because I have carried this story of over-responsibility, it was the secret unspoken thing. And my girlfriend was able to say, no, Serena, this has to do with, you know, the feelings that you have about the money that brought up the house and all these different things of how beautiful my life has come to be and that I'm feeling like there's some sort of like karmic scale balancing or something that's happening. And we were able to go into that in more depth. And then I could see how ridiculous it was. But just for some context, my sister and I are 11 years apart. And so when she was a toddler, I was staying at my dad's. We have different dads. I was staying at my dad's and I got a call from my mom and she was like, did you pick up the toys in the living room before you left? And I said, no. She said, well, Mandy fell and she cut her head and now she's hurt and blah, blah, blah. And even though I wasn't at the house, somehow my sister falling (laughs) had been made my fault because my mom is someone who, scapegoats, my mom is someone who does not ever take responsibility. And so I had internalized this thing that, like, Mandy was my responsibility, even beyond things that literally I had no way of controlling or contributing to. So, of course, I would think something as stupid as I don't want to say stupid, that's really invalidating of me, but I would think about something as unlikely as something that she's experiencing being my fault because, on this deep, deep, deep core level, I have held on to this story for her 30 plus years on the planet. That whatever happens to her, particularly if it's bad, is somehow my fault. Now, this is what I mean about how it's something that isn't really overt because I'd had momentary little ideas that I was holding onto this fear, like it would kind of pop up and I would push it back down. But it was something that I hadn't even said to my wife. And I tell her everything. It was like this secret, shameful, sad, scared belief that I was holding onto. I'm getting all teary just even like talking about it with you now. And for me to even just type it out in text message to my friend, I remember like sitting there being like, do I actually hit send with this? Because I knew that it was deep and I knew that it was that there was shame attached to this. And so we have these moments where over-responsibility really starts to railroad us, where it becomes part of our identity and also how we spend our thinking waking time and how we connect and relate to other people, so much so that it can actually distract us from our purpose because we don't have the time or energy to dedicate to the things that our soul came in here into this life to be able to experience. We're so busy thinking and worrying about and taking responsibility for everybody else. It can also really hold us back. So I noticed this in my business. Before I started my company, my last job, I worked as a neurofeedback technician and I had the most incredible role of being able to watch people completely transform their lives because this technology balanced and harmonized their brainwave patterns. And most of the clients had incredible success with it, but one of them didn't. And this one client, who was only a couple years older than me, and I really liked her, and I really liked her family, and she was someone who struggled with addiction. We harmonized and balanced her brain so that it was in a more normal state, but the compulsion and the emotional part was still there. And ultimately, she ended up overdosing and dying. And even though I was not the only technician to work on her, even though she had been helped by the world's greatest experts, even within our sessions, I actually had help from head office to analyze her data and to come up with her protocols. So even the choices that were in her sessions were not entirely mine. I held on to the responsibility of her death so much so that when I started my coaching practice, Even though I knew I could help people in their personal lives, I only for years helped them in their businesses because I was too afraid. Because I was so worried that their outcome would be my fault, whether it was good or bad. And that is such a really hard and unhealthy relationship, frankly, to have as a coach. Because we are ultimately not the people who are making the changes in our clients' lives. We are the space holders. We are the Ones who ask the questions and facilitate the change to happen. Like we're creating the space for it, but the client is the one taking the action. The client is the one having the ahas. Everything that is happening is of their doing. We are just spectators. We are the witnesses of the process. And I didn't understand that 10 years ago. I didn't understand that at the beginning. And so when a client would do really well, I would really celebrate that. But when a client was really struggling or if they weren't implementing, I was somehow thinking everything was my fault. And again, Over-responsibility is conditioning. It is this thing that I bought into and believed, and frankly, it was getting in the way of me being able to serve the people who were ready to make change, who were wanting to show up, who just needed someone to hold the space for them because I was so busy holding myself back, being afraid to hold space for the transformations that I now get to do in my life, that I now get to do in my business. I avoided it for years. And I remember my first business coach, this was back in 2018, said to me, you know, you're not going to be doing branding for forever. I said, Oh yeah, I I know. I'm sure I am. Like at least in some capacity, I really enjoy it. And she was like, yeah, but that's not what you're here to do. And I was so convinced that there was like zero way that I would ever allow myself to be in that degree of responsibility. And the thing that changed wasn't about being willing to open up that space. It was about my relationship with my role. And that I could recognize where the line in the sand was with where I was expected and needed to show up as a coach, and where they were expected to show up and where they needed to be as a client. Because we each have our part. And I can only take responsibility for mine. Aside from this fear that over responsibility causes that kind of, you know, keeps us away from being able to show up in our purpose, we also oftentimes will start to lose our identity. We get so hung up on The roles that we play and the things that we're supposed to be and do, whether we live up to it or not, because again, we're asking ourselves for these like Herculean standards that no one could live up to. We are so caught up in these identities that we actually forget who we are underneath the roles that we're playing. This is why I created my Unbound offering so that people had the opportunity to bring to light the things that were keeping them stuck. And oftentimes, it's not the things that they think are keeping them stuck, but they don't have access to the same, I don't know, looking glass that I do, where I can see the underlying energies that are holding back the belief systems, the cultural programming, all these things. And it's not so much that I have this gift, I have this gift, but also it's a lot harder to see when it's your stuff. That's why I needed my friend to reflect back to me the beliefs that I had about my sister and our house. We need outside perspective sometimes. So that's why I created the Unbound Sessions because you are meant to be liberated. You are meant to be free. You are meant to be the fullest expression of yourself. You're not supposed to be just the hat that you're wearing in that moment. So I'll make sure that the link to that session is in the show notes, because if you're hearing this and you're nodding your head and you're resonating, you're like, yeah, I need that. Well, then we will make it easy for you to find. So here's my invitation to you, because if you've made it this far, chances are you are due for what I'd like to call a life audit. And this is where we start to look at the things that are working really well and we're honest about it with ourselves. The things that are working well in our lives and the things that could use a little bit of help. And we don't do that with any kind of judgment. We're just doing it with curiosity. And in particular, the two things I would really love for you to focus on. One is like what needs to be let go of to reduce the pressure I'm feeling. Because this idea of overresponsibility, this thinking that you have to take care of everyone and everything and be all things to all people, that is a heavy fucking burden, my friend. You don't need that. So, what are the things that need to be let go of? And those things can be how you're spending your time. It can be beliefs that you have about yourself. It can be the way people treat you or the boundaries that you set. It can be all kinds of things. What are the things that need to be let go of in order to reduce the pressure that I'm feeling? And then, with that, who am I beyond the roles that I play? Particularly if you have been in this state of overresponsibility for so long that you haven't done a check-in for a number of years where you have time to yourself and you don't know how to spend it anymore, where you you know, sit down and someone says to you, okay, what do you want to eat tonight? And you can't even think of what that is because you're so far removed from what you want because you've been so worried about everybody else. If you have been finding yourself in that place, it's who am I beneath the roles that I play? And it might even be a matter of actually listing out what all the roles that you play are, wife, mother, daughter, employee, best friend, Confidant, you know, whatever it is, it might be good to actually look at what they all are and how those relate to the people that are in your life. And then underneath that, okay, cool. So, like, these are the things that I do, these are the ways that I show up. Who am I the person underneath that? Because she's worth getting to know. And if you're not actually taking the time to look or to ask yourself these questions because you're so busy in this taking care of all things and everybody else, well, you're going to miss out on that and frankly all these people that you love that you're showing up for they're missing out on her too because they're just getting the version of you that you think they want you to be your people love you they want to be with you and you can't do that if you don't know who that is that is it for this week my darling i will see you in the next episode and until then i hope this message finds you absolutely well and nourished and joyful and hopefully tuned into your truth Now, if you want to stay in touch in between the episodes, don't forget to give me a follow over on Instagram. This show is at Confessions of a Former Mean Girl Pod, and my personal Instagram at Serena Myers. It would be an absolute joy to connect with you over there. Okay, take care. We'll see you next time. That's it for this episode. Thanks for spending this time with me. Make sure to stay in touch between episodes by following me on Instagram. I'm at Serena Myers. If this episode inspired you or you want to support the show, please give it a share to your favorite peeps and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. I'll see you next time.